0: Isaiah says this, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear perceived, no eye has seen, any God besides you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. And then actually two chapters later, Isaiah uh, compares God to a mother Let's look at that verse. As a mother comforts her child, so will God comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, and you will flourish like the grass. And the hand of the Lord will be made t- toward his, known towards his servant, but his fury will be shown to his foes. There's two forces in all creation that we know not to cross, God and mom, right? At my house, it's Mama Bear you know, and you really want to poke the bear and get the fury going, it's it's Mimi Bear. You know, Don't mess with my kids. Don't mess with my grandkids. I was supposed to tell a story here, but I was afraid that you wouldn't respect me and listen to the rest of the, the message. So I'm going to refrain from telling you all the times that I displayed my mama bear in public or my Mimi Bear growl. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just nature, isn't it? It just takes over. And a lot of emotions come up. And so, but one thing I know that we have all, shared since the womb and that is there's a purpose and there's a plan for each and every one of us. And so the Lord came to a young prophet Jeremiah and he wrote these words down, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And saw and David wrote in the Psalms 139, he said, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows this very well. Your purpose And your plan is this. We are all called, we are all loved, and we are all kept. The question is, will we answer the calling offered to us? Will we accept and believe in this love? And will we recognize and trust in the one who keeps us? Can I just pray over us this morning and let's just ask God to just show us what he wants to reveal to us and make us ready to receive his word. God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just ask that you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, reveal the mysteries of who you are, the mysteries of your word, so that we can grasp a hold of these things and open up to a whole new um, perspective of what you have for us this weekend. And so we pray and we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. So what day is it? Oh, my goodness. Moms, did you hear that? Come on, every campus, what day is it? Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. Can we give them a clap? Come on, be thankful, be thankful. Even if she drug you here, guilted you, bribed you, shamed you, whatever she had to do to get you here, Good for you, Mom. I do the same thing. I want all my chicks in the same nest, you know, for Mother's Day. And so um, we're thankful that you're here, whether you're live at one of our campuses or watching online or in our God Behind Bars. We're so thankful that you're here. You know, Mother's Day can stir up a lot of emotions for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, if your mom, you're not able to be with your mom, I know that that's difficult. Will you just text her, regardless of what's going on? Will you text her or call her and say, hey, I love you. I'm so sorry we can't be together. I love you. God loves you. You know, and maybe um, you're separated with with your mom because she's in heaven. She's spending Mother's Day in heaven. Can I remind you of the scripture that there's a great cloud of witnesses watching over us? And in there is your loved one cheering you on, telling you that they love you and that they're proud of you. So all these different emotions and responses during Mother's Day um, can happen. And so we want you to walk away today with multiplied mercy, multiplied peace, and multiplied love. Which is going to come from this passage that we're going to really, really focus in on this weekend in Jude. A bondservant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who are called... Loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you, beloved. While I was making every effort to write you and our common salvation, I felt once. I I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith that was once and for all time handed down to the saints. And so Jeremiah really wanted us to grab a hold of handing down to the saints, and then a few chapters later, Jeremiah also penned something else that God showed him. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart, as we talked about earlier. And then a few chapters even later in 2911, Jeremiah writes down, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope to let you know that you are called loved and kept. Do you ever need to remind yourself that that you have a purpose and a plan? Sometimes I need to cuz I'm I'm going through circumstances or just life and thinking is this is this really what God had planned for me? Is this my purpose? And my daughter in law gave me a uh, Mother's Day present, and she said, "This is to remind you of all the all the moments of impact that you make." And so, this is just a reminder for me. Okay, I have a, a purpose and a plan. When I look at you know me and my kids, or me and my grandkids, and 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 what God has put in my life, and what God wants to put in your life, and so just just as a reminder to to. Just stop the crazy, stop the crazy, and, and remember what God has called you to do. And one thing that God has just been showing me this year in particular is not just to take my thoughts captive, but what to do or not to do with those thoughts. I memorized that, that scripture, take every thought captive to the pulling down. You know, because examine it and make sure it matches up with God's word. If you knew what was up here they would never let me on the stage again or hold this microphone. You know what I'm saying? There's some cray-cray happening up here. And so, <clears throat> and so the thing is, the thing is the Holy Spirit has to help me not just capture the thoughts, but show me what to do with it. And so he, one day in my quiet time, uh, the Holy Spirit just gave me a word, and it was mind-filled. Not mine field, but mind mind field, And it just began to show me, oh, I get it. I get it. There's things under the surface that I don't see or know, but if I don't take those thoughts captive, I could step on that thought and it could be devastating. I took this picture in Israel, I'm going to show you, because it just reminded me, um, it reminded me of beautiful landscape. It looks like an empty field, um, just, you know, we're in Israel. But the barbed wire, the skull and crossbones, and the danger sign in Hebrew and English and reminded me that, hey, there's things, if I, if I go over that fence, there's things there that's, you know, going to bring devastation to my life if I step on that. So what about the thoughts when you step beyond the guardrails, step beyond the barbed wire that, of taking them captive? And just to be vulnerable and transparent, you know, some of the thoughts I, I deal with are comparison, guilt, Doubt, you know, or, you know, as a woman of God, as a, as a mom, as a, the pastor's wife and, you know, in, and in my leadership and all these things. I, I have those things and, and tension and relationships or frustrations, you know, and if I step on that or if I, go, if I don't take that thought captive and I, I wander out into the minefield, it just takes me down a path that's just devastating and in my mind and will eventually be explosive, right? So let me ask you. What's under the surface of your mind field? Just take note, heed the warnings, and take that thought captive. Hope that that just puts a picture in your mind of where it, what could happen if left unkept. And you're thinking, wow, Michelle, this is supposed to be Mother's Day. It's supposed to feel good, you know. How about, you know, flowers and sunshine and and sparkly things? What happened to that Mother's Day? And that, that's coming, that's coming, that's coming for you to do with your mom. I'm supposed to tell the word, right? And so that's what I'm going to do. I just want you to understand that there's so much more and I want you to know. Let's look at Romans 8:28. A very familiar passage of scripture that God causes all things to work together for good to those who are, love God and are called according to his purpose. So, I want you to know, God wants you to know. Number 1, you are called. You are called. You're called with a great calling. And let me tell you, Paul tells Timothy in in these words that I think will help you. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me of the prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began you're going to hear a lot of words today purpose plan calling and cuz that's because there's a holy calling that I want you to grab a hold of so don't let lethal thoughts still kill or destroy the abundant life that Jesus has purposed and planned for you I want you to embrace the holy calling that God has given to you. And you may still be sitting there trying to figure this church thing out or this faith thing out. If you'll give me just a few more minutes, I think it's going to become more clear. And maybe you can embrace this calling and accept Jesus in a relationship with him for the very first time. So hold on. Hold on. There's so much more that, that God wants to tell you today. So I showed you a picture that I took in Israel. And um, on our Israel trips, if you look around, you know there's a lot of tourists. And one way you know there's tourists is because um, of these things right here. (laughs) They're out everywhere. Video and shoot. Sophie. Okay. And so um, on our group alone, there's anywhere from 20 to 40 people on the bus, right? So we pile out of that bus, and they're showing us something, and we're all lined up taking pictures. All 2040, we wait in line to get the same picture. And we all upload it to the Facebook page, the same picture. And you know what? I've been there six or seven times, and guess who's in the line? Taking the same picture that I took a year ago, okay? And Chris said, why are you taking that picture again? Because I, I, I drag him over. Come on, we got to get a selfie in front of this. He, I said, because it's, it's different this year. And he said, it's different. I said, it's, it's just different. It's different different perspective and then I started thinking about all the people that took a picture their perspective is different of the same image right and so they have a different focal point they have a different vantage point and it's just different but what they're trying to do is they're trying to remember and not forget all the life-changing events that's taken place right before their eyes is that awesome? It just reminds me to capture the moments. Capture the moments to remind you of the perspective, even though it might be redundant and it feels like those moments were times of failure. Capture those times as well as the good times so that you won't forget the calling that you have on your life because there's a real enemy out there that's going to try to tell you differently. He's going to try to tell you and, and take those moments from you so that you won't remember the holy calling that God has placed on your life. So we know that we're called, right? Let me tell you something else. You are loved. You are so loved. And if you're like me, I I guess I'm a needy person. I need to be reminded it's God's purpose and plan, right? And then I, I need to be reminded that I'm loved. I love it when people say, I love you, praying for you, give you a hug, all those things. And, and we just want to encourage you today that you are loved. And I just want to give you a kind of a funny perspective that my daughter and my daughters in laws sometimes struggle with the love I have for my grandchildren. And um, I don't get it. I don't get it because, you know, I don't spend that much money. I don't buy that many toys. I mean, you know, come on. I don't know why they keep getting left at Mimi's house. And then I, there's... N- there's not that much sugar in a couple of ice cream cones a day, right? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand the conflict. And then when it's time to go home, you know, they want to stay with Mimi and they don't want to go home. And so I just figured it's because I love them so much. And so, um, so there's, there's that little tension, right? So when, they, when the grandbabies are spending the night with Mimi and Pop-Pop, if they get hurt or they're sick, they don't feel good, or they're scared, you know who they want? It's not Mimi. They want Mama. You know why they want Mama? Because nobody soothes and calms and loves like Mom. When she pulls you in close, you can hear that heartbeat and feel that heartbeat that you heard way back in the beginning when you were being formed. Right? And that same love is the love we want you to understand that comes from God the Father. He loves you so much so much, and the Holy Spirit builds in these moments to encourage us and to remind us of the great calling and the great love that we have. Let's look at another verse of scripture in 2 Thessalonians. It was for this he called you through the gospel that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold on to the traditions which were taught to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. Now, may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and hope by grace, comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. And so, through his love and through his encouragement and through his comfort, he reminds us to keep passing down the traditions, keep passing down the stories and what God has done for a legacy to come. Okay? You're called, you're loved. And lastly, for today, you are kept. So I'm going to try to explain or unpack what being a kept woman looks like, you know, in in scripture and in God's eyes. And so I'm going to do my best to try to help you understand what it means that you are kept, even if you're, I'm not just talking to moms in the room, okay? And so just want to let you in on a well-known secret that when we have babies, we're transformed, right? There's a lot of things that are transformed. Uh, let's just start with the body. I don't know why it doesn't go back in the same place, but it it doesn't. You know, the scale says, oh, I'm back down to the, the pre-baby weight, but it's not working. It's, you know, it's just not working. So because of the body transformation, then our fashion transforms, right? I'm pretty sure a mom um, came up with the messy bun out of necessity, but today we're going to help you with that. Fashion, just throw on a hat, right? And so not only um, does fashion, we're not even going to get into that, the changing yoga pants out for um, sweatpants with a drawstring, and then uh, hygiene, you know, that's out the window. Aren't you glad they invented uh, dry shampoo? So all those transformations take place, and because of all those kind of Take place, it begins to start messing with your head a little bit, you know, and then you start thinking about the priorities and what's really important, the legacy that I'm I'm supposed to leave through these these beautiful babies, and and it you know it can cause insecurities and doubts and fear and anxiety, and it brought to the surface. Let me just remind you to go back to the mind field. It's all there, it's all understood, but you know what? God gave you those beautiful little humans. And he trusted you with them, so he knows that you're not going to mess it up, right? Because he's got you. He's got this. And David sings about this in a psalm. You have taken account my wanderings. You put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will retreat on the day I cry for help. By this I will know that God is on my side. Through every season of transformation, isn't it good to know that the hand that holds you mold you that 's right, and so as our as our verse for the year, we can always anchor back in every transformation we can root into the Word of God. Jesus says this in John said, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. no one can snatch them out of my father 's hand so let me just let me just give you a, a word picture to kind of look at. Okay, so Jesus said, uh, they, my sheep know my voice, and I've called them, and they're in my hand, right? They're in my hand. No one can snatch them out. And what's in my hand is in my Father's hand, and no one can snatch them out. Do you see that? Do you see they have to go through God the Father, and they have to go through Jesus to snatch you out. Can I tell you, you're kept. Moms, can I just speak to you for just a moment? You're kept when you're heartbroken. You're kept when you're just broken, broken in your thoughts, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You're kept when you feel inadequate and you're caught up in comparison or jealousy, struggling with unforgiveness or bitterness. You're kept when you're lost in grief and you're so lonely. There's so many other things you can fill in the blank, but can I tell you, you are kept. Hold on to that. Let's go back and relook at that passage of scripture in Jude. To those who are called, loved in God, the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Notice he didn't say added. He said multiplied to you. Because the things and the calling that he put in your life brings multiplication. And that will multiply the things that you can do by yourself. When you invest in your children, you invest in in people in ministry, you are multiplying what God can do through you. You are are called, you are loved, and you are kept. And I just want to take a minute, and I just want to, we want you to understand the blessing, the multiplied blessing of mercy and peace. And I just want to speak this blessing out of numbers over you. The Lord bless you and keep you, and the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. And so, right now, I just can I mama you for a minute as the mom, of, the spiritual mom of this house. I want to not just speak a blessing over you. I want to declare. I want to declare out of Deuteronomy what God is for you and to you. Are you ready? Can I mama you? Blessed will you be in the city and in the country. Blessed where the children of your womb be, the produce of your ground, your herd, your basket and eating bowl. Blessed are you when you're coming in and when you're going out. And here's what I want you to listen to. The Lord, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated by you. And they will scatter in seven different ways in Jesus' name. And also the Lord commands a blessing that your barns and everything you put your hand to do, Will be blessed. The Lord will establish you. Walk in his ways. Because the people of the earth will see it. They will know you are blessed. They will wonder. And they will be in awe. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. Let me hear you. Let me hear you receive what God's doing. The Lord will open his storehouse to give rain to you in your land and in its season. The work of your hand, you will lend and you won't borrow. You're the head and you're not the tail. You are up above. You are not below. Do you hear what God is saying to you? You are, you are called, you are loved, and you are kept. And, and to answer the questions that we asked at the very beginning, you were called, And you can answer that calling today. You are loved with a love that is so intangible, so intangible that you can trust it and you can believe in it. And you're kept, right? There's one who will never, ever let you go. And so with all this that that you have seen and that has been put before you, we're gonna give you an opportunity to respond. First in just a time of worship, we have tables at all of our campuses and they have communion and they have candles and then there's a cross in every room. So when you take communion, just worship, be thankful for, for the, what God is doing in, in you and through you that you are called, loved, and kept. When you light a candle, think about those multiplied blessings of peace and what God's doing through you and mercy. And when we get to the cross, here's what I want you to do. I want you to really, really think about prayer counsel, counselors, if you'll work your way down here, there's a, an index card in the seat back pocket in front of you, or you can take any piece of paper. So what I want you to do is take that piece of paper out, and I want you to write the name that maybe somebody has spoken over you. Has somebody called you something or put an adjective to um, something mother, something leader, something wife? What has the enemy whispered through a circumstance or even somebody else? What has he whispered? That Can I tell you, that's not who you are. And what I want you to do is I want you to scratch that out and write Jesus over top of that. And I want you to put it at the cross. Because let me tell you, when you have a relationship with Jesus, you become part of the bride, Right? And every bride has a what? A bridegroom. And who is the bridegroom? Jesus. We take on the name of the bridegroom, don't we? So we're going we're gonna to spend the next few minutes in worship, and we want you to actively worship by participating and remembering what God has done. He has called you, he has loved you, and he keeps you.